We are Pro Cannabis Media. Hi, everybody. Welcome to a very special edition of In the Weeds with Jimmy Young. In fact, it's an international edition of In the Weeds with Jimmy Young. We haven't gone north of the border to our friends in Canada for a while, but not only do we have two new friends to Pro Cannabis Media, but we're also going to introduce you to our new Canadian We Talk News correspondent. Her name is Debbie Facey. Debbie, great to see you. Nice to see you too, Jimmy. There you I'm go. so happy to be part of the team and to be representing Canada. Fantastic. And alongside is uh, Cy Williams from High Canada, which is one of the biggest distributed magazines that is pro-cannabis in Canada, in the country. Cy, welcome to the show. Thanks for having us, Jimmy. Thanks for having me. Yeah, High Canada Magazine, we've been around since 2014. We are a monthly cannabis magazine distributed across Canada. Where uh, we like to think we're in the know when it comes to all things cannabis, the cannabis industry, the com cannabis community, and the cannabis space. So, Jimmy, great to be here and great to talk about all things cannabis in Canada. There you go, Debbie. Uh, you know, you guys have it legal federally, and the United States is still screwing around with their laws, even though we hear rumors that perhaps something might be happening this week. But I can't tell you how many times we've heard something will be happening this week and then nothing happens at the federal level. Um, what is the what has the has the stigma? Has it become more uh, mainstream, Debbie? Is, is it more accepted now that it's federally legal in Canada? Well. Okay, so it's, I'm going to have to be honest in two ways. So as a general public, it has been. Um, we have noticed that there is a little bit more of an acceptance and as well as it being okay. But personally, I find that there is still a stigma. So there's still a stigma when it comes to job opportunities, when it comes to, I want to say, even offenses and I want to say our charges, but especially when it comes to consumption, it's one of those things that has become very, very backwards when it has to come with being able to consume legally, but in places that is illegal. So we have to go about a lot of the Canadian smoking laws, but it's all backwards because can't smoke inside and there's nowhere to smoke outside. And, so yeah, like it's mainstream and it's it's accepted, but it's accepted among the community. I don't find it's really necessarily accepted Canadian wise yet, yeah. especially I, with the understanding of it. That 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 that's fascinating. In in Massachusetts, of course, we are we have a medical program since 2013. I've been a member of that program since then, in fact, the first week. And uh, now it's adult use as well. There's over 200 dispensaries in the state of Massachusetts, which is where Pro Cannabis Media is based. But we do have viewers from all over the world, actually, and certainly all over the country. And it's amazing to me that every state, of course, has different laws. Now, now, Cy, Debbie was explaining, even in Massachusetts, the only place in public where you are allowed to smoke is with other cigarette smokers. Is that true in Canada, too? 
That is absolutely true in Canada. Um, even uh, most airports will allow you to consume cannabis in Canada in the smoking sections. You know, if you're going out to your bars or restaurants, we have very strict uh, smoking policies, uh, smoke-free policies here in Canada and that um, a lot of businesses are mindful of. I've even seen signs in Vancouver, Calgary, and Toronto saying, if you reek like weed, don't come into our restaurant. So there's... Uh, these are signs of the times. Yeah. And uh, just, uh, just uh, um, to, to uh, iterate on what Debbie had to say about stigma within the Canadian market, you know, we have three very distinct markets here in Canada, and I'm sure you have them in the U.S. as well. And that would be the legal, uh, the legal side of it, the legal market, the mm -hmm. legacy market, and the indigenous market. And mm -hmm. all three are... In, in, vibrant in their own ways but we've still yet gotten to the point where you know stigma has gotten erased entirely it certainly is a lot more prevalent now than it was say five years ago and that's where the u.s is right now where all the u.s different states are kind of kind of coming to the table to try to figure out how that's going to work not only in the u.s but internationally now now they don't allow debbie i'm going to go back to you with this question you can't grow it at home as a as a homeowner, am I right? Oh, yes, you can. So okay. every single person in yep. Canada is allowed to grow up to four plants legally. Um, Great. Any medical any medical patient is allowed to grow actually up to whatever our medical card lets us grow. lets us have at a time. Yeah. So. My medical card, sorry, my medical card will state that I'm allowed to have 52 grams in a month or 255 grams in a month. So I can grow up to that amount in a quite of plants. So I would say most likely eight. But gotcha. that's I still have to do a cycle. So it wouldn't necessarily be me being able to do eight at a time. It would still have to be like four on and four off because you're not because I don't have a micro grow and that's what you have to do is apply for another license in order to grow more than 25 plants, I believe. Now, now Sai, from a business perspective, uh, you know, I don't hear great things about what's going on in Canada uh, now that they've federally legalized it. Um, obviously, there's going to be some tweaks to the law, I'm going to guess. Oh, there are going to be tweaks. You know, we went into legalization here in the U.S. with a broad approach. Um, there are groups that went across Canada and got opinions of Canadians um, to find out what they were looking for in terms of legalization. Right now, the C-45 Act is being rewritten and re-examined. Um, the moratorium on changes on that has come to an end. And we're getting ready for the uh, U.S. invasion into the Canadian market. Um, when NAFTA regulations finally drop and the U.S. has finally figured out how things are going to work there and, uh, you know, 80% of my emails daily now are coming from the U.S. market waiting to break into a mature market here. It's very interesting. I just want to um, go back to one of Debbie's points. You know, you can't, any, any homeowner can grow four plants here in Canada unless you live in Manitoba or Quebec, which have outright said no. You're not allowed to grow. So there's a huge class action lawsuit happening in our country being run by uh, organized by Toba Grown, where they've uh, organized some of the best cannabis lawyers here in Canada to challenge the federal government and the provincial governments in both Quebec and Manitoba to say, hey, why the hell can't we grow our four? 
So just, you know, there's no such thing as an easy answer to any of your questions. Uh, all, it's always going to be a multifaceted answer. I'm just right. going to warn you up front, Jimmy. No, that's, the, that's uh, why we are getting ready to rewrite our laws and accommodate uh, things and uh, changes that are going to come in. Like right now, we can't use our packaging is dismal and boring. We can't use celebrity endorsement. We can't use animation or conventional means in any way, shape or form. We're very the bill is very constricting. It was only meant to open the door on legalization. And, you know, it's going to take many rewrites for many generations before we even begin to get it right. Yeah. Well, and at least you're trying right your government, now. Are suffering. At least, hey, Cy, at least your government is actually trying to get it right, as opposed to the United States government, which can't get anything right because everybody's pointing fingers at each other rather than working together on this. They can't even agree about the banking. And that, to me, is the most basic principle with a new industry. You don't want to be carrying around wads of cash to pay anything. It, it, it just oh, boggles the mind. But the U.S. is getting it right in a lot of places where Canada still has been getting it wrong. Right, Debbie? Exactly. It, it, honestly, I was just going to say, um, this when it comes to the bank, it's the complete opposite. You don't see anybody wanting to put it inside a bank. Um, one of the biggest reasons, because there aren't many banks that are actually accepting any sort of money that is connected to cannabis, because they still look at it as laundering, even though it is not laundering in any shape or form. Um, but it, it is due to the fact that, and I do have to be honest, that there is no way to really define what is the legal money and what is non-legal money. And there is no way to really define who is legally allowed to be selling cannabis and who is it because as of right now dispensaries are the only ones that are allowed to distribute cannabis but then again every other person on top of that has to have some sort of bank account or some sort of account in order to hold the money so you kind of find a lot more where it trickles down to the actual storefronts where you don't really know <laughs> what they do but you know they do something because it is kept somewhere, but it's it's still not out in the open. It's still not overly accepted, which I find interesting since up there it's federally legal. But as we know, um, every different pro every province has a different law and and stuff. And that goes with the home grow thing. You know, New Jersey just went adult use legal and no home grow. Now they're going to discuss it now. I, I think they'll actually move in that direction. But, you know, in the beginning, all the legislators are just still so fearful of the fervor that this plant will cause in local towns, in their economy, and they can't quite see through the cloud of smoke, if you will, that, you know, can actually see the benefits of this plant. And I have always said this about, I'm going to say this about Mitch McConnell, because he opened up a, a Pandora's box in 2018 when he pushed through the farm bill and allowed hemp to be grown legally in the United States. As we know, hemp is 0.3% THC, which is barely a pinprick of THC. It's not going to get you intoxicated, but, sure? <laughs> but no, I was going to say, but we you know there are other states that have, that have uh, legalized Delta eight, Okay, which does get you a little high and it's legal for Delta eight, but it's not from the plant. It comes from uh, some other. Well, some of it can come from plant. Anyway, it it boggles my mind now 
that we're making some progress, but it in cannabis years, as we like to say here, it takes forever to make a decision. Sai, how, how welcome are cannabis advocates and do they actually have lobbyists in Canada that are trying to help the industry out get what they need? Oh, 100%. We've learned right out of the gate that without representation in Ottawa, in our municipalities, and our in our provinces, that nothing gets done. A really good in, uh, example of this is our Cannabis Council of Canada, which is run by an exile of uh, the first openly gay MP in, Can in Canada, George Smitherman. And it has um, cannabis caucus members from uh, all three parties the Liberals, the PCs, and the NDP, and along with uh, 40 uh, CEOs from licensed producers, large, large to mid-sized licensed producers and processors. And um, they're, 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 they're having the discussions about how to make things better, how to work with industry, how to work with medical, how to incorporate uh, indigenous legal and legacy, because there are still a lot of hurdles, you know, you're not going to get it right the first time, but at least the discussions are being had in Parliament. Like I was part of an amazing event where uh, 50 of us got to go in and lobby uh, Parliament Hill and talk to, to leaders and uh, people in uh, decision making positions when it came to uh, things like uh, uh, taxation and health Canada and and regulations and decisions are being made and lessons have been learned we're not going to get them all right even this this next go around but we're going to get a lot more right yeah the big problem here in Canada is that uh, there was a rush a green rush and you're going to see it in the United States as well and everybody and their aunt and little dog are going to get invested in the cannabis space thinking it's going to make them their fortune it's going to make their mark and 65% of them are going to go bankrupt in the first two years. Right. And we're seeing that right now. They're dropping like flies here, Jimmy. Yeah, no. And, and, you know, I've heard the expression from a dispensary general manager who will, I will not name. It's a race to the bottom. It's a race to bankruptcy. And, I, you know, obviously uh, I'm, I'm an advocate for the plant and for the industry. And I, I still maintain that there's plenty to go around, but the key, as we all know on this call, educating our legislature, educating the public and breaking down that stigma, because that is the only way we're going to see progress. And again, what, what they don't understand, you know, if Mitch McConnell had a sick kid, okay, and cannabis saved that kid's life, all of a sudden he'd be singing a different tune. And that is always what I hear from people who say, cannabis has saved my life, cannabis has changed my life. I hear it from um, CEOs, C-level. I, I hear it from attorneys. I hear it, I hear it from uh, football players. I hear it from basketball players. It is, it's an amazing thing when you hear those stories about how this plant has positively impacted people's lives. Now, I, Granted, we all have to learn how to use it responsibly. It's what I preach Absolutely. on a regular basis. Sell it. Right. But, but, well, we get, look, we all know that you need to buy it before because I don't like to grow anything. I'm, I'm, I, I have a black thumb and I really don't want to kill any other plants. I've killed way too many plants in my life. And I just don't want the responsibility of something like killing a plant that would be somebody's medicine for crying out loud. So, um, anyway, I, I do want to wrap this up because this has been a great tease 
for what goes on in Canada. And Debbie, you're going to have to not only report on some stories, but explain the differences between what goes on in Canada and what goes on in the U.S. as our We Talk News correspondent in Canada. You are looking forward to this, aren't you? Uh, not really. I'm actually like beyond excited about it. Okay. Uh, but I'm actually really pumped, <laughs> especially being able to really not, I don't want to say further educate, but to further spread the knowledge of how we are operating and how we aren't operating and hopefully be able to exchange and learn from each other of how to make things work because you guys know what you're doing ish. We ish. know what we're doing ish. And I feel like two ishes will make one like awesome ish. We'll be like, <laughs> you know, complete. So yeah. That's, that's, that's great. Hey, uh, Sai, tell, give your uh, magazine a plug. How do people find it? Uh, give out your website. Go ahead. So we, uh, we are available for free digital download off our website, www.highcanada.net. We just put out a new issue of High Europe magazine available as of yesterday. And by Thursday this week, we'll have our newest issue of High Canada magazine, issue number 74, all summer fun, available on the website as well. Fantastic. Well, uh, congratulations on surviving and now hopefully you get to thrive in this industry. And I, I wish you the best of luck. Debbie, we're so looking forward to your reports on We Talk News every week and welcome to the team. So for Debbie Facey and Cy Williams, I'm Jimmy Young from Pro Cannabis Media. Remember, it's a whole new world of weed out there. Use it responsibly. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Hey. You want to grow your own plants? Check out Style Lighting's Grow Kit. It has everything you need to become an expert home grower and bring the power of the sun indoors. Style Lighting uses TCP's high-powered commercial LEDs that deliver twice the output in the market. The Grow Kit has a grow bag, a timer, chains to hang the light, and of course the best in the business lighting system by TCP. Check out stylelighting.shop for more information. Weed Talk and In the Weeds are two productions of Pro Cannabis Media supported by Revolutionary Clinics, one of the top medical cannabis dispensaries in the Massachusetts area. Now with three locations in Greater Boston, two in Cambridge and one on Broadway in Somerville. Rev Clinics has a patient-first mission. They will customize your needs as a medical patient with the proper titration and combination of strains, flavors, and products. Rev Clinics, where the patient comes first.
we are Pro Cannabis Media.